Thank you for tuning in to the Remodel Church Podcast. We hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. What I'm going to talk about today is, uh, I titled my message, Truth or Consequence. And the truth is, in, in life, from, from the time we're a little guy or a little girl to maybe we're 90, 100 years old, we've got things in our lives that we come up against that we deal with that, that if we don't do things the right way, then, then we suffer consequences. And, and it's not only us that suffers the consequences necessarily, it's, it's our children, our family, our, our friends, our co-workers that, that are around us. So the passage I want to speak out of today is, is in Acts chapter 5, and it's verses 1 through 11. And it says, But a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest of it and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is that Satan has so filled you, filled your heart, that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard who, what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said. That is the price. Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the Spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. You see, in, in the chapter before this, in chapter 4, there's a man named Barnabas. And Barnabas was a man that, that had a big heart, and he cared a lot for the people and, and what, what people was trying to do for God's kingdom. So back then, there was a lot of struggles. Apostles were having trouble, and some of the people trying to do work for God, they were, they were suffering a lot. And so Barnabas just, just had a vision, or whatever you want to call it, and, and seen that, man, what, what can I do to help this? What, what can I do? So he had a a good piece of land, and he sold it. And so he took all the profit, everything he got for that land, and he took to the apostles, he took to that church to help those that are suffering, help those that's trying to better the cause of God. And in doing so, Barnabas, he got, you know, this big, woohoo, you know, you're, you're, you're awesome, you're great, thank you. Man, we, we love you. This is just a great gift. You're just, you're just so wonderful. And then Ananias and, and Sapphira, I guess, seeing this, like, man, I, look at him, man. He, he's, he's the bomb. Look at all that stuff he's getting, all them shouts and, and this and that. So and, and Ananias, I guess, maybe being a little jealous or, or just wanting to have a piece of that, what he did was he, he made a promise with God. And, and he made a promise with those people. He said, hey, I, we've got this piece of land, 
And, and what we're going to do is we'll sell it and we'll do the same thing. We'll give all we've got. But the truth is, is it, it was a lie. Uh, if you'll notice in, in the first, the first word in, in chapter five says, but. And we hear so many stories and so many things all the time. Oh, so-and-so did this. It was wonderful. It was great. And, and this happened, but. And, and that's kind of what happened here. You see, the land belonged to Ananias and Sapphira to start with. You know, anything that they would have given wholeheartedly, the church would have been thankful for. God would have been thankful for. But the truth is, is he lied. He not only lied to the people, but he lied to God. And then his wife conspired with him, and they both fell into this, this evil thing. Uh, the truth is, we know. We, we, can, we can bundle stuff up inside, and we can look happy. We can look joyful. We can drive down the road. We can wave with a grin. We can, we can do all kinds of things. And we can hide things from people, but we cannot hide things from God. You've got to remember that God knows everything before we even think it, before we even do it. So we've got to remember we can't do this. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for the opportunity to stand up here and speak this morning, God. And, and Father, I just thank you for the people that decided to show up, just decided to get up out of bed and, and come here for whatever reason. God, we know and we believe that that reason is to better your kingdom, Lord, just to get something from you that will better their lives, to carry out to their workers, to their children, to their spouses, whatever it may be. And God, we just thank you for the many blessings, the many blessings you bestow on us every day, even though we seem to look over them from time to time and, and, and just not give you the, the love and support that you need, God, for what you do for us. And God, this morning I ask where... Brother EJ and Sister Lorena are, that you just be with them, Lord, that you just guide EJ as he brings a message, Lord, to, to the people in D-Queen this morning, that, that they may carry something with them, that, that he has a word that will change their lives. God, we just love you again and thank you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let me ask you a question this morning. How often do you live what you believe? How often do you live what you actually believe? It's a pretty tough question when you get to thinking about it. I know it was for me. Is the answer every day? Is the answer most every day? Is the answer some days? Sundays? Or hardly any days. In Romans chapter 7, verses 19 through 20. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now if I do not know what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it's the sin living in me that does it. Is it not hard to practice what you preach? What do you tell people 
that they should be doing when you do the same thing. We've all seen these commercials where you've, you've got, got this spouse, husband or wife or whatever, and, and they go out and, and they'll grab this, they'll run to the supermarket, grab this chicken and these cookies and, and do this stuff, and, and they'll come in and they'll put it in the pots and pans, mess up the dishes a little bit, put on an apron, put some flour on them, about the time the spouse walks through the door. And, you know, they don't, they don't tell them that, that they slaved hard fixing it. You know, they just kind of let their spouse just assume. Just assume. Or, you know, maybe, maybe some people will hire someone to come in and, and clean their, their yard and, and maybe come in, wash the dishes, do the clothes, tidy up their house and, and so on. And spouse comes home and, or whoever, and, wow, wow, you did good. You worked hard today. And just sit back and grin and, and just let them assume. You don't necessarily lie to them. You don't tell them. You just assume. Or... Have any of you ever partaken in bake sales for your kids or this and that? Time short, this or that, we run to Walmart and we grab some, some cookies, some cupcakes. We come home and we get the Ziploc bags out, take them out of the package. We stick them in them Ziploc bags, put $1.50 on them or $2 or something like that and, and uh, let people believe that they're homemade. By the looks of some of your faces, we're not the only one that's done it. I can, I can see that. But the thing is, is this is all forms of hypocrisy. And whether we like it or we don't like it, that's, that's it. When we do these things, when we tell these things, it's uh, hypocritical ways. And, and EJ spoke a little bit on it, on it last week. But the truth is, when, when we do these things, when we get caught up in these things, it doesn't only affect us. People are watching. Our kids are watching. And if they see us do these things, then, then what do we expect them? Why do we expect them to do anything different? In the book of Matthew, chapter 23, it kind of outlines four different types of hypocrisy. The first one is not practicing what you proclaim to believe. Matthew 23, 3-4. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. Man, that can sting a little bit right there. 4 says, For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them <clears throat> with one of their fingers. Look, we need to practice what we preach. Practice what we tell others. Because if any of you parents are like me, you have ripped your kid up one side and down the other for doing the same things you've done. And they say the truth hurts. And it does. Because your spouse or another kid says, they're just doing what you do. And all you can do is swallow your pride and try to do better. Because I think so many times we mean well. We mean well by telling other people, sharing God and, and this and that. And, and we don't mean to 
We really don't mean to be a hypocrite, but it just turns out that way. We struggle in life. We struggle in front of our kids, our coworkers. Number two, doing work for people's applause instead of God's. Matthew 23, 6 and 7, and then also further down 11 and 12. 6 and 7 says, They love the best places at feast, the, the best seats at the synagogues, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. And then on down in 11 it says, But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and who humbles himself will be exalted. You see, there's lots of things that we do for applause. I'm guilty. It's always nice to hear your name with something good coming behind it. But we've got to be careful that we don't do that for the, for the wrong reason. In uh, chapter 16 of Matthew, Jesus talks about a few things that, that we shouldn't do. And, and EJ has talked about them a few times. But one of them is give to and, and help the needy uh, without boasting about it. You know, it's okay to do it sometimes, like the video he showed you last weekend or weekend before last where we went and, and we helped the elderly man, 13 people from the church, went and we cut these branches, we mowed the yard, we did all this stuff for him because he couldn't do it. Man, he was thankful. Things like that, it's okay to share because you try to draw other people in, try to get other people to do good things. But then there's sometimes people that have needs that that necessarily don't want, want their needs out in public. You know, maybe they're just lost a job or maybe they're having trouble with this or having trouble with that. And maybe you do give them $100, $1,000, but you don't got to go run and tell everybody you've done that. But we want to because we want to look good. Are we doing it to look good? Or are we doing it to be godly? Because if we're doing it to look good, then we're doing it for the wrong reasons. We're doing it just to show people, man, look what I did. Another thing is, is praying in privacy. You know, a lot of people will want to go out and just, man, just shout and scream in a public place and Boy, there's that praise and worship song going on and then you let it out and you start praying and, and you're doing all this and doing that. You know, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost or, or the Holy Spirit, that's one thing. But if you're doing it just for show, not good. Not good. And then the last thing he talks about in chapter 16 is, is fasting without complaining so people know. And, and now looking back, I didn't realize it at the time. Maybe I hadn't heard it. Or, but I, I remember when we went to Shiprock and, and I fasted a week. Uh, we went on that mission trip, fast, fasted a week without meat and coffee. And it liked to have killed me. And I complained every day, every day. Oh, man, I'm fasting for this and, and for that and for this and for that. And I did it with a good heart. But I'm not saying, had I known this and, I, and really it soaked in, I, I wouldn't have done that. But when we have expectations for God to fill our needs, that's for us. And if you want to do it as a family or even we do it as a church, that's for us collectively. 
But we don't have to go out and shout and, and scream and let everybody know the agony in because we cut this out or we cut that out. Number three, trying to appear to be one thing but being something else on the inside. Man, this is rough. Rough for me. Just those words without even saying the Scripture. Matthew 23, 25-28. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion, self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, and the outside of them will, will be clean also. You see, so many times we want to, again, put ourselves up on this pedestal. We want to look good. We want to do this, and, and we want to play our false part when inside we're really hurting. When inside we really need to be humbling ourselves so, so that other people can help us. We need to look for better Christians or look to the Lord more or read more. That, we, that way we know how to, to fulfill our lives. That way we know how to reach the people that, that don't know nothing about it. You know, I think about sometimes you see these classic old cars, 68 Mustang that, that looks, man, awesome from the outside, from a distance, man, new paint job, wonderful. And then you go up and look in the window or open the door and the, the floorboards are rusted out or the seats are torn and ripped, nothing works on the dash, this and that. But from a distance, man, it looks good, right? As people, sometimes from a distance, we look good. But on the inside, we're rough. We're torn. We're broken. And all we got to do is humble ourselves and ask for God's help and quit trying to be people that we're not. All you've got to do is have a little patience, have a little courage, and admit your wrongs. You know what? If people can't forgive, forgive you for, for your wrongs, then, then that's on them. Because we know God forgives us and we know Jesus forgives us. Because if we didn't have them to, what else do we have in life? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to end up? Number four, boasting of how spiritual you would be in a given circumstance when you fail God. Matthew 23, 29-31 Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would have not been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore you are witness against yourselves that your sons of those who murdered the prophets. More or less what this saying is, we talk a big game from standing on the other side of the fence. It's easy for us to say, oh, well, if I was there, I would have done this. Well, if me and my group was there, that would have never happened. But the truth is, when you're in the heat of the battle, you're probably failing God already. But yet you want to boast about how great we are and and how good you are, and, and, and so on. But you, this is a dangerous game. 
It's very dangerous. Because you're not only ruining your appearance for God, but you're pushing other people away. That's watching you. That's doing things. So where are you at this morning? Because I know, had conversations with a few before I even spoke this message, and I know it's a message that probably gets spoken more, but sometimes we just need to hear things over. Because if I can't be a leader for my family and I can't be a leader for my children, then who's going to do that for me? Who's going to guarantee that their salvation if I don't do my part to try to get them there? I can't do it on my own. I've got to have God. I've got to obey God. And I've got to practice what I preach. You see, God hates hypocrisy. God doesn't want us to do these things. God wants us to read His Word. God wants us to see the lifestyles we're living and reflect. What did I do yesterday to better God's kingdom, to better my family, my kids, my wife? I mean... I'm pretty sure that my wife and kids know that I love God. And I'm pretty sure that, that my wife and kids know that them going to heaven means more to me than anything in this world. But yet, they see me mess up daily. And so many times the things I get on to them, yes, they have watched me do. I mean, I've got sisters, I've got parents, uncles and aunts that aren't saved. And if I don't do my part and you don't do your part, how are we ever going to gain their respect enough for them to believe in God and to follow God and to hold on when the times are bad? In Matthew 23, 33, it says, Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? How can you escape the condemnation of hell? You see, one thing that I found hard for me to swallow, and probably the same thing for you to swallow, is how many people have we pushed away from God? We'll never know on this side of heaven the people in the corners and the shadows that was watching me Proclaim to do one thing, but do something else. You see, the great thing from all this is, is that God sent His Son to take care of these faults that we have. So what you've got to do and what I've got to do is I've got to engulf myself in His grace. Because you know what? Today's not going to be the last day that I'm a hypocrite. Tomorrow's not going to be the last day that I'm going to be a hypocrite. But because of Jesus, I can repent. You can repent. 
and together we can grow and try to do better. It's not about completely changing your ways tomorrow. It's about doing better. It doesn't matter what other people think because we're all hypocrites. Every one of us. But don't base your life on, off somebody else's because they've got secrets and they've got shadows and they've got things that they struggle with too. So let's say you're standing outside this, this door. It's been stormy season. And you got this F5 tornado coming down through there. And you've got your kids and your loved ones right around you. But to the right over there, there's a brand new storm shelter. Man, it can withhold the, the biggest of storms, the biggest of tornadoes. What are you going to do? Are you going to stand there and you're going to watch that tornado come and, and take your children away and kill them? Or are you going to take them to that storm shelter so they're protected? That way, that way nothing happens to them. Well, let me tell you something. There's an F5 tornado out there right now that's attacking our kids on social media. Sex, drugs, pornography, homosexuality, things that we're making good in this society. And we allow them to be parts of these things. When right to the right over there, there's a storm shelter that's got Jesus' name written above it. And all you got to do is do your part and try to get them to that shelter. Because it doesn't matter what happens at the end of the day, what happens at the end of this life. Because if they're in Jesus' hands, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. It doesn't matter what comes against us. It doesn't matter if we do get killed. If you're in Jesus' shelter, you're going to have everlasting life in a wonderful place. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this has impacted you and you would like to help us to continue to reach others, please text GIVE to the number in the description. For more information about us, and our ministry, go to theremodelchurch.com.